Episode 30, Shades of Grey. 30 Shades of Grey. And we are going to spell out 30. And Grey is going to be with the British spelling, which is E-Y. And those fucking Democrats are calling me again from area code 213-487-9500 on my if cell phone. If you see that number on your cell phone, don't pick up. It's the Democrats. Oh, they want their money. Enough already. It's Mother's Day. It's a Sunday. Do you, I got an email from Michelle Obama's friend this morning telling me to wish Michelle Obama a happy Mother's Day. Obama mama. I was like, I got to do my own mom first. Then we'll, <laughs> so then we'll talk speak. about Michelle. So to speak. I got to do my own mom first. <laughs> Jack, thank you. Um, episode 30 with Matt Cohen, Yo. who does not have a microphone. No. Greg Yolen. Hi. Back from Vancouver. Hi. Probably all we'll say about that. Um, and our special guest this week, someone who, like so many of our previous guests, has not listened to a single episode of this podcast and, in fact, was not even aware of it until I asked whether or not he had any interest in appearing on it just one day ago. And that is former Twilight Saga Breaking Dawn intern, parts, uh, Breaking Dawn Parts 1 and 2 intern, Will Nixon. How's it going? Are you on Twitter? <laughs> I am. What's your Twitter handle? Just keep, just, don't keep, just keep, it up there, don't, just keep it like you're about to go down on it. Don't keep, it's not like an ice cream cone. Will is, Will is holding the microphone about, four, he has incredibly long arms. He's holding it four and a half feet from his face. It needs to be right about here, Will. And it needs to stay here. It's staying put. What's your Twitter handle? It is William C. Nixon. You, you, dude, you can't help but taking the mic away from your mouth every time you talk. It's amazing. I've been doing podcasts for five years. I've never seen this before. <laughs> it's like you're so you're, af- you're so afraid of a- the words after you speaking that you cut yourself off. <laughs> At William C. Nixon, spelled like the president, no relation, despite the fact that all the he's a Nixon. you're Nixon and uh, the presidential. You're all from Texas. This is true. Right? Yeah. But you're not related to Tricky Dick. I'm not. All right. We'll see. We'll Listen. see. <laughs> <laughs> um, Will Nixon, I met through a uh, an agent friend of uh, Bill's and mine, who we've known for years at Creative Artists Agency, CAA. His name is Brian Sibarell. He has an amazing client list, including Mike Nichols, Gore Vidal, John Logan. Wow. It's great. No, it's crazy. It's incredible. Um, And his wife, Patty Dryden, uh, who rules um, the Hollywood Hills east of Highland as uh, in a in a way similar to my own rulership west of Highland. Anyway, Patty dropped me a line about Will. Will was coming out from Austin, Texas for the summer where shortly before he wrapped up his um, schooling at UT and was looking around for some sort of industry job 
our internship for the summer and Greg Yolen and I got that internship done. done. Boom! Put it on the board. <laughs> it's on the board. And um, <laughs> how long did you work in the production office? Uh, a little longer than two months, I think. Was it all that you hoped that it would be? It was fantastic. You know, Will, tell are. a story about me and what a fucker I am. Come Greg, on, go Greg, ahead. <laughs> Greg Rowland is one of the biggest fuckers I've ever met. Thank you. Actually, but um, at the end of the day, he is... A decent guy. Yeah, well, you need you know you need a haircut. Uh, I'm yeah, saying that I'm saying this as your so, as your boss and your elder. <laughs> Thinks I need a haircut. But. Um, don't, don't you really have a, you don't have one specific Yolen anecdote that you would be, tell your buddies back in Austin? One specific Yolen anecdote. No, it was, um, it was a no, but I do remember a quote in which he told me that the way I dressed reminded him of an uncle. He was once molested by, and I was quite flattered. I don't by think that. that's true. Is that true? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Cohen is just like Cohen's got the best expression on his face right now. Um, speaking of speaking of uh, is that what it is? Speaking of molesting that's uncles, I have to four. say right now I am on a personal note missing the only ever uh, Yolan family reunion in Stamford, Connecticut, and I'm missing it to be here podcasting with you. And you, and you, my new Smodcast family. <laughs> I'm so happy to be here. And Smodco. Uh, oh, right, right. Did we? Is Smodcast.com no longer that even? I'd like to apologize to my Smodco internet radio uh, benefactors, and I did not mean to say Smodcast. So, yeah, okay, so I made a comment about an uncle having molested me. Whatever. True or false? Wait, how many uncles? I don't. I say. Let's use the Kinsey technique of just assuming that there's been at least one. And <laughs> they so all they ask, all dress well, differently. That's why I'm confused. You. They all dress differently. <laughs> they were. One of them dressed as a police officer, <laughs> and one as an Indian, and one as a construction worker. That's hilarious. Which one was your favorite? <laughs> <laughs> and why, Yolan? Um, the cop, obviously. Because it's like cool, you know. <laughs> Cops are. Do you let you ride around the cruiser with them? Yeah, Blair, Shannon, Blair, Blair, Blair the siren, you. all that. Yeah, yeah. While I was being child, let you play with child, the siren, child abused. <laughs> <laughs> we shouldn't make light of a serious epidemic sweeping America, but <laughs> cop anyway. uncles. Yeah, cop on cop on kid action. Cop uncle people. Um. Uh, shortly before we started rolling, I, of course, placed the phone call home to Moms, who is with my brother and sister right now in suburban St. Louis, Missouri. Mm-hmm. And uh, I told my sister that, uh, no, I could not, in fact, talk to my brother because I had to go upstairs and record a podcast, make a show, because I don't even, I'm careful about using the words. One of, e- one of each, both younger. I'm uh, careful about using the word podcast because, let's face it, I only have a vague awareness of what it means, so I expect no awareness from anybody uh, anybody in St. Louis. But she was all... They haven't gotten pods there have yet. Have mom and dad listened to one of those shows yet? And I was like, well, I don't think so. She goes, that's probably good. She's listened to a few. She heard the Clarkson Six... Seaman story. 
Um, yeah, what is, what's the weird sound coming from the back bedroom, Yolen? Oh, that's probably a window. Probably. There's, a, there's no one here, I don't think. Really? Unless one of you guys. One of you guys. Let somebody in. Um, so, Cohen, your contribution is, you think Sh- we should talk Avengers? Yeah. Yeah. Will, have you seen it? I have. And what was your take before you hand your microphone over to Cohen? I wasn't crazy about it. Really? No, give, give the mic ah. back to, to Will. I want to hear why you weren't crazy I about it. I feel, like, I feel like everybody was promised this cataclysmic payoff from this reunion of characters. And that was cool to see them all on screen at the same time. But frankly, I don't think the movie invented anything. So right. To speak. Right. And I got bored. You got bored. How long is it? Isn't it two thirty? Isn't it two Not hours quite. and thirty minutes? Two fifteen. Two fifteen. Okay. It's plenty long. Interesting. Wow, but, a um, dissenting opinion on the Avengers right here on did our you own like it, show. Uh, I did. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't love it. Love it. Um, but I liked it quite a bit. I'd say it's my second favorite Marvel Studios film after original Iron Man. Yeah. Uh, I just thought it was fun. Like the first like fifteen minutes, the plot was bothering me, and then I realized it didn't fucking matter. Right. Um, the Hulk was in it. Scarlett Johansson was in it. That's uh, literally those two things. The Hulk was by far my favorite part of that movie, and by far my favorite part of any comic book movie to date so far. I thought that was my favorite performance in the movie was that CGI fucking green thing. Wow. And Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, but Mark <laughs> Ruffalo was also pretty key. He was to really good why at Bruce Banner, but especially good. One hundred percent. But uh, that's the the most I've ever seen them nail a comic book character in any film to date so far is the CGI version of Hulk in Avengers. And who was the CG actor? Do we know? No, I don't even think, that, was there a mocap? I don't even think I know that, that could have been Ruffalo mocap. did a lot of the work himself. Right. Did a lot of mocap work. Okay. But um, uh, yeah, so I, I, I really like the Avengers, but like three quarters in, I was like, fuck, I wish I was just watching a Hulk movie. I don't even, I didn't even yeah, need I, Captain America and Iron Man. I know Man. what you mean. Yeah, 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 Captain America compared to the Hulk is such a boring Everyone character. was, but it was still a fun movie. Uh it was funny. I don't love Joss Whedon typically, but uh, right. I mean, there were some weak points, but but all around, like it was enjoyable. Yeah, I'm, nice. I'm psyched for a sequel in fucking five years or whatever. Is that how long it's two. going to take? Two, but we got to get. That means they're going to bust out uh, Cap and Iron Man, Cap Iron Man, and and uh, Thor oh, really it's just quick. A, it's a money printing machine. That's not. You know, what is a miracle. Frankly, is that any of these movies have any quality whatsoever? One hundred percent, and that's why Marvel's been pretty lucky. In terms of... They've been lucky. They've been smart, too. Not just Marvel Studios, though. Just the entire run of properties. There have been, like, maybe four or five real fucking clunkers. Like, you know, the Ghost Rider flicks, Elektra, Daredevil. Mm-hmm. But even, like, yeah. Blade, all the Spider-Man films for the most part, most of the X-Men. Like, they've been better movies than they should be, I feel like. Right. Huh. Or they need to be. Right. In a lot of cases. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, what's the impact of... Uh... Oh, hang on. Let me just get this yawn out. Fucking superheroes. What's the impact of the (laughs) critical and commercial, the business, the overall, and the cultural reception of Avengers to Dark Knight? Oh, I don't even think they they're related. I don't think I don't think of Dark Knight as a fucking Batman movie. And I know that sounds weird, but I and I think the majority. Do you get what I'm asking you? I I don't think they're even. Everybody's really. Well, you do. Do you think Batman's gonna? Do you think Batman's going to perform at this level? No, box office wise, not at all. And on yeah. any level, 
Critically, like yes, absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I don't absolutely, know. Absolutely, even before you see it. Yeah, it's it's Nolan and fucking dark. Like I, I think I think it's gonna be an amazing film, but I don't. And he just gets the reviews. All he yeah, has totally. to do is show up. But this is a dude. This is me saying that, and I don't really love the Dark Knight. I can appreciate that's an incredible film, but it's not my favorite. So yeah, I, right. I feel like that with a lot of Nolan stuff. So I know it's right. gonna be incredible filmmaking. Right. And you know what I mean. I just don't think it's gonna capture the world like this right. did. You know. Right. I think that it's it's an interesting question actually because the I don't think Dark Knight saw well, this look, coming. Do you? So so to speak, Warner coming, Brothers, no. the Warner legendary brass. But I almost thought you were talking this about this level the, of reception for the Avengers. No, but here's the thing yeah, with Dark the Dark Knight trilogy already. in general. Batman Begins is what maybe three hundred worldwide. Well, Batman Begins was much smaller, but the, the it's Heath Ledger. That's why film, Dark Knight. Yeah, the Dark Knight, like not the Dark Knight Rises. That culturally took the the sort of the genre and where it was to a different place i think avengers all that it does is it makes money totally it does not it uh, and i i see what will is saying like and i really liked it i mean i really liked the movie right um but i see what will is saying which is like it doesn't come together into any sort of real movie it's just like all these things happen the characters are here this one's you know better than that one they all work together it's all pretty good and then it's over and it's a comic book and that's right. it. Like, it's just another comic book in a series of comic books. Right. Um, so culturally, like, the Dark Knight with and Heath Ledger's contribution to it was, like, a much different thing. It changed the tone. This won't. But commercially, this is going to fucking, I think, destroy The Dark Knight Rises this summer. And, I, I, and people are psyched about oh, that. Yeah. But this is the, the way that they opened it in Europe and built up all this anticipation and then released it, uh, I mean, here to this sort of... I mean, it's pretty rapturous among the fanboys, certainly got, and, with me. I, and you got to you got to look at it like this: like Heath Ledger was a popular actor to begin with, but he was dead before that fucking movie came out. So they already had that built into that. Right. Tom Hardy. I like Tom Hardy. I don't think anyone knows who fucking Tom Hardy is. And it's no Tom Hardy, knows. but you don't see his face. Totally. So yeah. you can't sell this on a villain. You can't sell this on any kind of cultural story like a Heath Ledger death. It's yeah. just another Batman movie. And but but but. You got, I presume that everybody here, with the possible exception of Will, who looks like a deer in the headlights right now, um, Thank you. probably knows the answer to this question. Are they killing Batman? No. You don't believe so? No, they're doing Nightfall. Nightfall is a Batman storyline where Bane breaks his back. It's been pretty much confirmed at this point in the new trailer when Bruce wakes up and his eyes are blurry and he goes, why didn't you just kill me? And he says, da-da-da-da-da. Bane breaks his back and paralyzes him. The other new rumor is that Joseph Gordon-Levitt is playing Jean-Paul Valley or a Jean-Paul Valley character who was the replacement Batman when Batman was paralyzed. So Batman doesn't die, but he's going to have his back broken by Bane and be paralyzed and throw down a well. Right. So I don't, uh, yeah, it doesn't end. Uh, Batman, they can't, they're not going to kill Batman. Yeah, I, I think that's uh, probably and that the, means the thrust of it. Gordon-Levitt is going to become the new Batman. No, this this series is done. Joseph Gordon-Levitt is gonna like. I don't think Batman's gonna be Batman for the majority of this movie. Yeah, I think maybe the last twenty or thirty minutes he'll finally put the cowl on again. And and you think it's a Bruce Wayne movie? I think it's a Bruce Wayne movie, but I I also think in a large part Joseph Gordon-Levitt's gonna step in as kind of the hero while Bruce is paralyzed. I don't know how long of the movie that's gonna take. It's probably gonna be a three-hour fucking movie, right? I think it's gonna be a really long movie. And yeah, and it's going to be something about, I think thematically the line that he's been trying to draw 
between the two first two movies is that he's you know it's it was the creation of this hero and then the the total destruction of the idea of it and him realizing that he couldn't be a hero that people in fact didn't need him to be a hero and now it's going to be about sort of like spreading that among the people of Gotham so that Gotham City takes care of itself and then that's like his little trilogy that's at a close like the Batman has saved Gotham that's how I, so I so like the the my when and I was surprised in the trailer uh seeing all these shots of Joseph Gordon-Levitt like looking at things to me that was indication that this is a, a handing off movie to see a I thought degree. it might have been Nightwing because then there's the kid with the little yeah, chalk exactly. the chalk thing on the ground and it looks kind of like the Nightwing or Batman Beyond logo but we don't know his name yet um they're trying to confuse us though because now Marion Cotillard is saying she's not Talia Agul, that she's some character we've never heard of and that she's a good guy but mm. that's fucking bullshit so yeah. yeah, who knows? It's all it's all bait and switches. And what point. do we expect then? Do we expect after this a complete and total reboot by Warner and Legendary, or do we expect a complete and total reboot produced by Chris Nolan, so that Chris Nolan will have his producerial hand entirely? In a way, then, does it really matter what is or isn't being set up? What Joseph Gordon-Levitt is or isn't, or what not? If if I don't all the characters. I don't th- as interpreted here, are going to get flushed down the drain after the this movie ends. Totally. I actually think we might see a little bit more than setup in this movie as far as Joseph Gordon-Levitt goes. I, I don't know that he's going to put on a costume, but he's. I think he might step in as the Batman role for a while. I, I, I don't see them but continuing. But in one movie? This movie. In this movie. It's, so it's going to be jo- a three-hour and change-long movie. Batman's so you think Joseph Gordon-Levitt is going to play Batman in part of this movie? Yes, or at least a version of Batman. Right. I definitely Regardless do. of whether or not he ends up getting his own Batman movie after Chris Nolan and Christian Bale. No, I don't, I don't think they're continuing this franchise. Yeah, I don't think that it's, it's, it's too well respected. They're setting him up yeah. for his own franchise. It's a self-contained story right. in which it's he, three movies he plays and out. Yeah. the right. proxy of Batman. and then Right. Um, I don't yeah, know yeah, what yeah. they'll do in terms of rebooting it. I think they'll wait who should, if... Who should, uh, who should be handed the... Bill Condon. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Who should be handed the directorial chores for the the next reboot? Well, I don't know. I'm already worried about the next reboot because of what they did with the new Spidey reboot. So I'm ar- I'm already worried we're gonna get Batman Year One, nineteen year old Bruce Wayne. You know what I mean? Yeah. Teen movie director guy, whatever the fuck, Mark Webb. I think or, that, that is a, that's probably what they'll do. Absolutely. Uh, feasible yeah. possibility that they'll just go younger. Yeah, that's what they do, man. Green Arrow, Smallville. Well, how old like, was? I mean, but again, it's it's sort of, it's a little, I don't know, it's like, it seems so beside the point to be insulted by it, but it's just like, how many versions of Batman Begins can you have? You've already had a movie called Batman Begins, so now Batman Year One is like a rough draft title for Batman Begins. It's like, how many versions of Begins are you going to have? Well, why are they How many versions of Starfleet? That would be like rebooting Star Trek. And, you know, the interesting thing is, no, the next one, the last one, like the first J.J. movie, Kirk and Spock were all kind of like, however, what do you think, 22? 15. No. 19? No. 24? Chris Pine and and Quinto? How old were they playing? They're in Starfleet Academy. 25, I would say. So, yeah, the next reboot of Star Trek, we're going to have them all as 18. Right. It's like, wow, what a big creative... Leap. Well, that's the move, though. I mean, look, Peter, how old was Tobey Maguire when he took on the Spider-Man role? Like, maybe 26, 27? But how old was he playing? Around the same age. You believe that? Yeah, he was already, he was out of high school and stuff. He was in college. And is Andrew Garfield's character in high school? 
just out, I believe. Right. They're in college. I'm as sorry, well. but for me, when I hear the word reboot, I need a little more than taking a character that was in high school in the last iteration and putting him in middle school and selling that to me as all new and improved. No, the way they're selling this is this is Spider Twilight. It's all fucking young, good looking, brooding, dark. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Spider trying. Spider Twilight? Yeah. I, I mean, only because of the, the phenomenon that Twilight created in terms of these kind of teen movie angsty teen movies. Don't blame uh, Twilight for your I'm not blaming for Twilight. your shit Spider Man reboot. Uh, <laughs> but I, by I, the way, now there's a police. They're yeah, coming to get a, me. Bill Condon, Bill Condon just sent a chopper. Circling. I I Bill hope y'all can hear Twilight. that. Um, that's what I'm saying. No, but I think they're going for it's it's the Allison um Allison Wonderland. It's Snow White and the Huntsman. It's this modern thing of taking taking franchises and putting them in the hands of yeah like but is this is this really is this really a modern thing or is this just we're really under thing? attack we are yeah there's we are we're about attack. to that's a police be, uh, too. shot all of us are going to be shot well do you have anything to add during any of this yes the microphone has been returned go to will i don't know uh, no, I think that I think that we're <laughs> microphone's always, we're going always back in, to a, Cohen. in a state Thanks, of, Will. of redoing and reimagining the beginning with some younger some generation. That's it. Okay. That's everything. You know, that's all there is to to pop fiction. So, like, yeah, remember when Christian Bale himself was the younger Batman to like Michael Keaton and George Clooney and Leslie? like that was how, Val Kilmer fifteen yeah, years ago. That was younger. a long ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. So it's it's like that's that's just how it goes, and that's soon the there will be another, uh, you know, Avengers, the Young Avengers. Come there on. is a Young Avengers too. Yeah, there will be, and that'll be the next thing. I mean, yeah, shitty comic. Thing. And X Men First Class. Every almost every franchise they're doing this with now, where they're they trying. Young, and why is this? It's because the core of the movie week going to week movie is going always business. the young people. They want to get out of their parents' house, and they want to. Go eat fast food, watch a movie, and then get laid. Get laid. And, and if they, they like see- it, they go back again and again and again. And guess what? And they get laid People every People over time. 30 don't. Don't get laid. Never get laid. <laughs> I've got two years to get laid left. I'm scared, man. You're 28? I got to go sow my oats. 27, but close It's almost enough. over. Yeah. yeah. As soon as you're 30, you're 40. And when you're 40, you're like 70. Dead. And then you're You might dead. as well just kill yourself. Yeah, and it's yeah. just dust in there. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, yeah, it's always uh, it's always the children going to see their. You know, when they want to see an Indiana Jones movie, you better put a Shia LaBeouf in that shit because they're well, not going to go see. And let's Harrison just say Ford. that this is yeah, a or Die Hard Five. Now, did you hear? Yeah, Die Hard Five is like the, Tom Rothman is like yeah, he's like an edgier John McClane. He said something like that, and I was like, oh god, this is going to be is? It's the kid who McClane and son. John McClane goes to Russia to find his estranged son, and the logline is like. But he finds out that maybe his son's just more of a badass than he is. Like, yeah, exactly. Really. They're spinning off Die Hard to another actor. I don't know wow. who's cast it. Yeah, um, and it's it's the oh no, it's some like an oh, Australian. Oh, is there is someone cast already? But I do think yeah. it's worth pointing out that back, sort of during or just after, I guess the Great Depression, when you did have movies like Gone with the Wind and Lawrence of Arabia. Am I wrong? Right about Lawrence of Arabia? No, Wizard of, Gone with the Wind and Wizard of Oz being made in the same year, you had fully half of the country, not even talking about whatever international business there was, but you had half of the United States going to the movies into these grand movie palaces that were all 
built and owned by the movie studios themselves, half the country was going to the movies every single weekend. And what's happened since then is, amongst many things, the advent of television. But now that movie-going business, who can you rely on weekend to weekend to weekend? It's no longer, not only is it no longer half the country, but yeah, it's really just a very specific core demographic that is that's still turning out at movie theaters. Yeah. Yep. We love you teenagers. And so everything keep is pitched, going. pitched and sold to them, you know? That's right. Um, and that's why like, you know, we talk there's about the Twilight adult entertainment reboot? and there's kids entertainment, but they're both they both involve superheroes. Should we talk about the Twilight reboot? Yeah. Oh, well, no. Well, no, we really shouldn't. No, we probably shouldn't. We shouldn't talk about. But do you want? I mean, we no. I mean, we, we do have a big Twihard listenership. Well, I'm sure they'd love to hear about it, but we really shouldn't say anything about the big Twilight reboot. I have to. I have two words. Can I give the first word? Sure. Middle. Do you want to give the second word? <laughs> Finger. No. Yeah, but go school. A middle middle school, yes. The yeah, Collins, she's not in high school. Collins Bella's not in high school. She's she's eleven years old. Sixteen and pregnant and a vampire. The Collins in school. <laughs> the Collins in middle school. The they've young young Twilight will call it. They've come back. Twilight kids with a Z. Twilight. <laughs> Twilight babies. Exactly. And that'd here be, come the police cruisers. Sexy. Yeah, wow. Something big is going down out there. Hey, so speaking of police helicopters and police cruisers, a movie that I um, explored a little on my Facebook this week, it was Grand Canyon by Lawrence Kasdan. So I'm throwing that out there. Who's seen it? Long time ago. Matt Cohen, no. Will oh, Nixon, I won't even look at you. You love it. Um, I think there's an uh, awful lot of good stuff in it. Yeah, that's what I remember. I remember yeah. uh, being... I watched it again last night. Unsure about it as a a whole. Right. But that it has great moments. Right. Great cast. Amazing cast. Yeah. Steve Martin, Danny Glover, Kevin Klein. Yeah. Kevin D. Klein, as they used to call him back when he was offered things. Um, Mary McDonald from Battlestar Galactica. President Roslin, what's up, y'all? I just saw Kevin Klein in a movie. Which movie? Conspirator? Have you ever heard of that? No. It was on Netflix. It was really weird. It was James McAvoy, Kevin Klein, Robin Wright, Penn, like a lot of people. Yeah, it, it came was, out last year. It Robert, was a, Robert Redford film. Was it really? Oh, he directed well, yeah. it. It was the Abe Lincoln. Oh yeah. Court procedural uh, assassination thing. Yeah. Yeah, but Klein was up in that shit. It's so weird. Yeah, doesn't he play like the president or something? No, Abe Lincoln's dead. Ed, Abe Lincoln is oh, dead. Except for Johnson. Abe, Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. What? Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. What's that? <laughs> um, Who saw Dark Shadows? No, no one. one. <laughs> it just came out a day ago. There we are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not good. Tim Burton and Johnny Depp. I did watch uh, Haywire last night. I was saying before, I really liked it. Did you? I did. Will Nixon. Uh, I didn't mind the movie, but she every time she was on screen, it made me fucking uncomfortable. She's really not good at acting. I agree with you. I agree. It made me uncomfortable, and that's what I liked. Okay. I liked that it wasn't Angelina Jolie kicking ass and you knowing that it was that almost at, like amateur there porn. Be, in there a was weird some. Way. There was a strange quality to it that you that I hadn't seen in another movie. And for all the movies that have people kicking each other's asses, this one felt different, and I liked that. 
a lot. Good shit. Do you think Soderbergh's that, just that was Laura San Giacomo's voice? Is that who they that's were saying who they it was? say it was? Because she did a movie with Soderbergh too. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, Sex Lies and Videotape. Yeah, and yeah. it sounds like her. It they, does I, kind of sound like her. And it was Gina Carano was overdubbed apparently at the last minute. They say she. They say they modulated her voice, but the rumor is they just had another actress fucking. Read, I think do every I, line. I was because I had an eye for that while I was watching, and I think in some moments it was her. I do believe that, and then because there were scenes where she then had a, a much deeper, sort of like more composed thing going on. And that sounded a lot like ADR. It was weird. It was weird. Did you not see it, Jack? No. But just but just made it unsettling in a in a kind of interesting way. Um by the way, the guy playing this is the guy playing John McClain Jr. Oh really? His name is Jai Courtney. What? And they will probably the picture that we're looking at on IMDb, he has blonde hair and he is uh Australian, I believe. And who is he? He was on Spartacus Vengeance on oh Stars. God. This is what it's turned into. <laughs> but he's like a more badass John McClane. That's what I like about him. Oh. But not literally John McClane. It's John McClane Jr. Right? Yeah, Am I this right? Is there. This is supposed to be Bruce Willis and Bonnie Bedelia's child. This guy. This guy's dead. I don't know. The other guy from Spartacus. Do you think it would be his first wife? It would, yeah, be, it would totally be, be Bonnie Bedelia. What was it? Connie Gennaro? Uh, uh, I can't remember her name. But they got divorced and they had a daughter. When do they have a son? That would be like fucking 30 now. They have two kids in the first one. He's got a son in that? Yeah, there's a baby and then there's the little girl. Wow, I didn't remember that he had a son because he's never mentioned in any other of the movies, right? Well, they only brought the girl in in the last movie, right? They really didn't bring that up. You know, Holly, Holly, but they, yes, he would, it's he would like call it's Holly her and John's though. child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I th- I'm almost 100% sure. In fact, I am. That's that, weird. Hold on, hold on. I can actually put this on. I would say in the it. beginning of the movie, there are two kids. When he calls home in the beginning of Die Hard, there are two kids, and that's kind of what they're going on. I would see it if only they put uh, Samuel L. Jackson back into it. I would yeah. be excited for another Die Hard movie if Zeus returned. Really? Yeah, I love Die Hard 3, is my favorite of the uh, franchise. What? Yeah, you're out of your mind. It was the first one I saw, dude. I was born in 1984, so fucking. What is I had to that back. Does make you right? back discover this shit? I like uh, Beverly Hills Cop three too, the best. Oh my god. Wonder World, man. Oh my god. Well, Nixon, what's your favorite movie of all time? Uh, I probably have to say Boogie Nights. What about you, Jack? It changes. Changes. That's me deflecting the question, by the way. I got you. Last night, thought of my. T- I solidified my top three out of nowhere. I was just walking. Go. Dazing infused. Spirit. I, by, by the way, which is I thought. What he was. What I he thought was would be Will with? Nixon's answer was dazed and confused. Dazing infused, spirited away. The anime by Miyazaki. And, uh, by Miyazaki and Fight Club number three. Yeah, really? I love Fight Club, dude. Fight Club in recent years has become my fucking... Jo- it used to be Pulp Fiction, but it switched so to Fight Then it's Club. like, what? Southland Tales, number four. <laughs> uh, I like Southland Tales. I'm not going to lie. Death to Smoochie somewhere in the top 20. Uh-huh, yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> Casablanca. See, I get classy sometimes. Um, well, I would say definitely Haywire. Um, <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm it's telling hilarious. you, Michael Fassbender gets kicked through a door by a woman. It's it's brilliant. It's one <laughs> of the hilarious. great door kicks. Of all time. Of all time. 
Um, Why am I yawning, Greg? Yawning is it because I'm digesting those four scrambled eggs and however many that was seven discs of Canadian bacon I ate with Shit. you and Will Nixon this morning. It was delicious. Ask the dishes. It was Basically, delicious. We should we should be. Uh, we should taking be a nap right now. I know. It's nap time. <laughs> and that is what, I'm, and that sure is what you're all listening is, to is yeah. nap time. I'm sure the energy is coming right out of your speakers. Um, what is fri- What opens Friday? This is, by the way, like, to me it feels like when a podcast is sort of on autopilot or cruise control, it's when you start rattling through movies that have just opened or are opening. It's you know, Jack, you know what I really, what is one of the great pleasures of doing podcasts with is you? Is when I take a shit on them is in when the middle you, of them. It's when you step out onto that level, the the meta-theatrical level of commenting on what you yourself are doing at this very right. moment. It's Making an extremely interesting esoteric approach to podcasting. <laughs> when you're When your podcast it's begins Brom's to Ignatian. sputter and die, you begin to talk about how much you see how it's sputtering and dying and how this is not lost on you and how interesting that and esoteric it is to be then commenting on it. But seriously, what's opening Friday? <laughs> the dictator? Uh, the dictator uh, is opening. Yeah, yeah. probably is. And Isn't I, Battleship? Uh, yeah, and I read they're both soft on tracking. Did you read that too? Oh, I'm sure they are. Yeah. Both of those movies are not going to do incredibly well. No. Battleship will will make enough money. It already has, right? Yeah. I mean, it will be fine, but that, that I don't see that film as having any real bearing one way or the other, you know. The Avengers has already stolen the thunder of like the first big big mega Out hit of the, of the gate. summer. Yeah. And The Dark Knight I think will be the other big one unless Prometheus really sort of Oh, I mean, you know, Snow White will open, Prometheus I think will open. Um but somehow I, I th- just think it's still going to be Avengers and Dark Knight this summer. Right, right. Uh, but yeah, Dictator and Battleship. Who cares? Next. Yeah. When's Prometheus coming out. <laughs> probably two. Question. Probably next. Yeah. No, I mean, I, After I, those I'll, two. I'll see the Dictator probably. Uh, I think I'll probably see Battleship at some point as well. Right. Um, because you were at Universal when that was moving through, right? Yeah. Oh, I, I'm interested to see it, you know, uh, eventually. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to r- run out and be in that opening night audience, but um, but I wasn't there for Dark Shadows. The only thing that I've seen opening night recently that I've really uh, been happy that I was was The Cabin in the Woods. Yeah. Loved that opening night crowd. Loved seeing that movie with a bunch of people who were excited to see it. it was Did I tell you what that movie cost yet? Great theater experience. What? Did I tell you how much it cost? No. I won't do it on the air. I'll tell you after. You won't believe it. $15,000. You won't believe how much that movie cost. Cabin uh, in the Woods. Worth every penny. So you say. <laughs> it's a great movie. So you say. I would say that's my favorite movie of the year right now. What? Absolutely. What? What else is there this year? This year. What else has been truly great in 2012? I can't think of many films that I truly loved, but I did love The Cabin in the Woods. That's interesting. Huh. Yeah. But you didn't see Wrath of the Titans. Have not seen Wrath. Did not see uh, The Vow. Right. Did not see The Vow. What about the Zac Efron picture? 
uh oh charlie st cloud i haven't seen charlie st cloud no there was another one based oh, on the, the lucky Nicholas one Sparks. i haven't seen that so i mean there are a lot of films that i have to catch up on obviously before i make my list right right i have a feeling i mean basically if it has efron it's a winner <laughs> um dead <laughs> dead air, air. <laughs> listen, listen to this silence that's happening we're so shrapey um, will nixon you're a terrible guest I'm awful. Let's just turn on Will Nixon. You're terrible. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't want to turn on. You're Will. enigmatic instead of charismatic. Terrible. I really am terrible. Will, terrible uh, person. Will, you just you have you really should be bringing in our youth audience right now for this podcast because Will is uh, 17 years old, right, or somewhere around there. 22. 22. Years Close enough. Right. Will is sort of like he's like the Shia LaBeouf of this episode. Like we brought him in to get that youth <laughs> audience, and he's just not pulling he's his weight as much. You, <laughs> that's really true. That's you know, really I'm true. here. I am the old Harrison Ford workhorse, and you're you know you're the Shia LaBeouf. And Matt Cohen just up and left. Cohen's he, gone. Free equipment. <laughs> <laughs> um, we should probably make mention while I'm cognizant of it that we are actually going to have our team jack theme music on the opening and closing of this week's show although so uh, basically was, you've already heard it you mean i have no, no no i mean the listener of this program yeah they've already heard the opening theme by the time they're listening to my dulcet tones and uh all the music was composed by former team jack guest christopher hogue and uh was done so in a very shall we say knowing hyper-aware frame of mind trying to conjure the late 1980s and maybe early 90s. You're going to love it. It's awesome. I haven't heard it. It's awesome. If you're listening to this, you've heard it, but I'm on this and I haven't heard it. it. And Will Nixon has certainly not heard it as he hadn't even heard of the podcast. Well, what was it like to be living so fancy free in a world where you didn't even know this podcast existed just days ago? Um, the innocence. I mean, it's all fucking ruined now is, is, the, is the shitty part. <laughs> so I'd, I'd prefer not to look back on such happy times. <laughs> Will, do you want to talk to us about the fact that um, about your short that I just saw and enjoyed this oh, yes. week and put up on my Facebook page? Yes, yeah, does the podcast endorse absolutely all right no totally we'd have gotten around to you sooner or later son well um following in the annoying trend of shit people say videos uh put together one called shit ragers say and it's about ragers not raiders ragers and not ravers and not ragers like a big well what is a rager um i would say it is a member of the quote-unquote electronic dance music community who um, hops around way too many music festivals um, and basically ends up a miserable drug addict. And this is... Just what are the, what drugs are they addicted to? Oh, just just all kinds. A whole buffet and well, let's of them. Addicted to like pot and What's stuff? Up? Yeah, pot. Yeah. Everybody. Pot. Are you smoking. kidding? Well, just tell us. Let's Let's walk through the buffet. We've just gone into Sizzler with mom and dad and our grandparents for the Mother's Day brunch. What's on? The, uh, do you want the buffet or do you want to order off the menu? Oh, no, I heard there are some pretty good um, rager drugs up on that buffet. What's on the buffet, Will? 
And by the way, mention of said drugs does not in any way does not in any way uh, indicate that you have even tried them, let alone no, used them no, frequently, let alone endorse them. So let's. So what are we talking about? What are the pot? drugs? Is there pot on the? Of table? course, there's pot, Greg. There's pot in every room in this apartment. That's not true. There's residue on every surface. That is not true. Please, please, Smodco listeners. <laughs> well, yeah, there's this pretty awful phenomenon of, uh, I guess, MDMA use amongst. MDMA nicknamed. Um, Molly. Molly. Right. Thank you. And it's 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 pure ecstasy. Right, and it's it's becoming a national problem, in my opinion. More than ecstasy. I uh, I, I don't know, like because pharmacologically there isn't enough information at this point. There haven't been there hasn't been an old enough co- cohort um, whose whose health we can examine at this point to see like what that's interesting. What these long term effects are, and I know right. I think in the nineties like actual ecstasy, like synthetic tablets um, were kind of all the rage. And so that's really like the oldest generation we would have. So in order to combat this problem, you made a funny internet video. Right. No, not to combat this problem. I I worry that it may To raise awareness of this problem. problem. Oh, please. You created a funny YouTube video. That is your generation's response Shit ragers say. Shit (laughs) ragers say. (laughs) R-A-G-E-R-S. All right, what else is on the buffet, Duder? Other drugs. I don't know. Is there prescription so prescription painkillers, Vicodin, I don't think Xanax. So. Not in, not no, in the rave culture. I don't. I don't think so. It's um, mostly Molly. Yeah, and I think I think people. The title of my new sitcom that CBS just took <laughs> mostly us. Molly. Mostly Molly. Picked us up. We're going. <laughs> it's a just series. about a bunch of, of addicts. MDMA exactly. addicts. Yeah. Um, it's pathetic. It's a sequel to Breaking Bad. Yeah. So. And you're, you've said to me over lunch that you see yourself sort of edging out of this scene. And in, oh, a, in a way, you saw this short video as a sort of fond farewell, if not permanent, but a sort of fond farewell to this scene. I think so. I think I, think I can look back um, sort of journalistically and, and, and like I'm... So appreciative you, of what I got to see it it, it made for a lot this. of great you did, stories you were a rager yeah I've 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 seen it it's it's so pervasive um with people my age in college right now it's it's it's, it's raging the electronic dance music scene as a production because uh-huh. because in the 90s in the 80s I guess raves were more of like cult events that would be scheduled kind of secretly and that was completely different and now electronic music has turned into a business right um <clears throat> A business that thrives through just the massive internet community that it has um because that's the nature of electronic music you're making it on fucking computers and right. festivals and live shows so <clears throat> um from a music industry standpoint it's really fascinating what's what's happening with it but um it's 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 dangerous it's a it's a it's a wild place. Uh, I've seen a were lot you pushed over the edge? You were pushed over the. You were raging. Never, but and then I, you raged I, too hard. I do have some. I do have some friends that I've that I've seen <clears> go down. Go some down. Shitty decisions. Yeah. And okay. then what? What happened as a? What happened as a consequence to those shitty decisions? I don't know. I haven't. I haven't seen. I feel like those those consequences are yet to come um, for a lot of people who who take it too long, far. Long term, we're talking mental well, health right, consequences. Long term mental health consequences and just sort of like lifestyle consequences in general. 
and ear health um, is kind of what I've been paranoid about more recently. Tinnitus. Right. Yeah, just just the insane. Tinnitus is a is not considered like a real. Is that really considered a significant ear health issue? Well, I don't know. Isn't I mean, it deafness? Are you kidding? That would be t- having tinnitus would be awful and severe tinnitus. A constant ringing in your ear, which yeah. you can be brought on by like rupturing, you know, your your eardrum. Basically, that's wow. would be terrible. Yeah, I mean, so, I'm, I'm sure that there are even more severe things, but right. that even to me sounds just right. awful. And like this is this is the first time that we've had so much fucking volume available um, with these digital live shows. Basically, I mean, obviously, it's it's an abomination to God everyone else to call electronic music live music if you're not yes that is totally true music i'm glad you agree with me on that at least I, I as, a, I as a razor I, I, I as a razor yourself just, well i just say that i'd completely see that argument obviously what are the major shows on this scene every year edc electric daisy carnival oh, as far as which is now in las vegas yes or just outside las vegas because it was moved it was kicked out of the state of california because correct after one girl died, died. still please <clears throat> Fun toy band because of three stupid dead kids. Um, to quote the Onion. Ultra. <laughs> yeah, Ultra in, in Miami. Um, when is Miami that? The biggest one in the world. That's that's in March every year. Right. I've never been. I have no desire to. Why not? Try it out. Why not? Because Miami smells like shit. Oh come what on. If, what if you will? Will what if what if you took this this idea of being on the outside journalistically to the rager culture? And ran with that and actually yeah. did do some fucking reporting yeah. or something on this culture, which I frankly don't know anything about. I mean, this is interesting to me because I it's very interesting know so little way. about what these, these kids these days mm-hmm. are doing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, because you're what, 32? What are you, 30? I can't, believe, 30. I can't believe you said that. 32. I honestly... Um, what are the other major shows, Will? Um... Those are the big festivals. There's one. There's one in. Michigan. There are only two big festivals. No, no, no. There's, there's more. They, they kind well, of. Well, the ones that are run by this production company, Insomnia, or Insomniac, excuse me. Okay. Um, kind of changed names and locations over time. Like, there's, there's one in in Michigan. This some Rothbury, Michigan. Uh, I think it's called Electric Forest, mm-hmm. and it's a revival of the festival that was called Rothbury two or three years ago. And it okay. Took, it took a hiatus because they kept getting like shitty lineups. Okay. Or it was just it was just a one year hiatus. But, right. Um, those are yeah those so it's yeah it's 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 mainly based around festivals and then and then obviously the, they're they're live individual shows of you mean just individual concerts of varying clout yeah right right um, who are your favorite acts in this scene? Uh, I mean it ch- changes over time. I, I bass nectar um, whose name is. Real name is Lauren Ashton, um, originated in Northern California. And he, to me, is is one of the few, like, true fucking geniuses um, in that scene. And he actually wrote a, a, a pretty powerful essay recently, not recently, but um, <clears throat> sort of a, a meditation on on drug use and the sort of habits that, that go on in that scene. And, and when you say wrote, you mean he took pieces of what other people already did and sampled and then looped them? No, he j- he just sort of of like blogged That's a, joke, a statement. Jack. It's a joke. That's a joke. I'm, I'm sorry. Digesting. Sorry. It's pretty funny though. But um, pretty funny. Whatever. Yeah, he said <laughs> he said I made a decision when I was younger to 
to not do this to my brain and, and, and be able to achieve this goal of, of, of being an artist because that's so, yeah, so he does incredible. he famously doesn't do any drugs absolutely not interesting he's, he's repeated to not even smoke pot not even have uh, you know not even drink to excess wow so okay. I, I really i really respected that and it kind of woke me up to to your own burgeoning mm-hmm. drug drug addiction mm-hmm. absolutely <laughs> well it's good that, hey it's good that you can admit that so will if you're i've just... never smoked pot myself <laughs> but i <laughs> understand that it's a highly addictive drug but really on the scale of ultra and edc there is nothing else uh well in 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 the, in the United States, I don't know. They're they're kind of trying new ones all the time. I know, but you'd have heard about them if they were mega mega, right? Um, there's Electric Zoo in New York. Uh huh. I don't know exactly when that was, but that was that was big. Um, yeah, I'm really I'm really not in the loop as much anymore, honestly. So this is just from secondhand. I was, I mean, I was smoke. Yeah, pretty much. Huh. So yeah. Pure ecstasy, Molly. The experience that all of our listeners have <laughs> <laughs> once a week, except when we miss, which has been twice now. There are two lost episodes. I feel terrible. No, you don't. I feel terrible. Did you have a good time in Vancouver without going into any of the specifics? It was great, actually. Yeah, it was great. Um, Without going into any specifics. Well, I was... think everybody knows that you saw who was photographed going through the airport. Rob Kristen and Michael Sheen, right? Mm-hmm. And so Ashley it was nice Green. seeing all and Ashley Green. Who was so... there for about thirty five seconds. The so po- it was nice seeing all of them again. Absolutely, yeah. What's Michael Sheen up to these days? Um you know, I'm not sure exactly what he's up to. No? I I mean we are really good friends, really close friends. Yeah, I remember that from our last Yeah. But we didn't talk that much. We didn't get to talk that much because sad. Well, he's a very sad panda. He's a good friend. No, no, actually, I don't know what he's up to. No, um, but no, it was uh, it was all really fun and smooth and nice to catch up with people. Who it was amazing to think that uh, photography on these films wrapped a year ago, over a year now. Uh, yeah, but it was like wow, can't believe that a year. Here's the most interesting thing Bill Condon had to say post. Ready? Yeah. Um, he said that, or he just pointed out that um, so many of the people who were crew on the additional photography were not, uh, were not coming back from the initial production. Mm-hmm. They didn't work on the on the movies when they shot in Baton Rouge or Vancouver the first time around, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you're meeting, as he said, you're meeting these people for the first time and people are very nice and, you know, they talk about certain of your movies which they've seen and enjoyed. And um, did he tell you this at all? The one movie that kept coming up over and over again? No. He said, yeah, there's like one movie of yours that I just means so much to me and... I've watched it a number of times. I just, you know, I can't get enough of it. And thank you so much for making it and stuff. Guess which one? No idea. You didn't hear this? No. It's so interesting. Kinsey. Really? Yep. Not Gods and Monsters. Not Dream Girls. Not Chicago, which he wrote. Mm-hmm. 
Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Kinsey. Doing wow. the devil's work now in people's DVD players, laptops. Doing the devil's work. It's a it's a dreadful, sinful film. <laughs> <laughs> I was always back in the day when that movie was re, was uh, coming into release, and there was one last gasp by the other side, led by this woman Judith Reisman, who used to write music for Captain Kangaroo, mm-hmm. and re, refashioned herself into this big anti-Kinsey zealot. Moral warrior. Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, as they tried to get it together one last time, first to stop the movie from going into production, even going so far as to write letters to Liam Neeson's mother back in Ireland. You're kidding me. This is, uh, that's Dude, I'm totally serious. Wow. You know, how can, how can you let your son in good conscience good who Catholic played son. Oscar <laughs> Schindler play Alfred Kinsey, all this stuff? So my... Wow. Um, reply to all of these attacks was as long as they don't stop that movie from getting made we've won and kinsey wins do you know what i mean yeah as long as that movie got made and it did it would be out there for people to tell other people about people rent it buy it and uh well yes but it could always have been a shitty forgettable film that is true. And the fact is, it really isn't either of those things. It's very yeah. it's very good and well-made and and sort of timeless. Yep. Um, intentionally and, yeah. timeless. Yeah. And it's and it is great. But that's that's really interesting. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Huh. Kinsey. At least amongst the Canadians, the Canadian crew. They Kinsey. They love Kinsey. Yep. Those Canadians they love to fuck. <laughs> It's true. It's a terrible place. <laughs> um, actually, I, I just looked up Sheen on IMDb, and uh, I realized I did. Rem- uh, I do. I do remember having a conversation with uh-huh, him uh-huh. Um, over dinner, uh, just the two of us, you know, just hanging out. Candlelight. Uh, no, no, we were just chilling at uh, his place and just ordered uh-huh. pizza, you know, watching uh-huh. movies and just like like best friends. Um, right. And uh, no, he he's in the new Terrence Malick film. Really? Uh, which, which one? Uh, untitled Terrence Malick project. The untitled Terrence Malick project. Um, and Will's and from what I understand, it was it it was Terrence because he was just sort of um, filmmaker. He just sort of showed up on set to visit uh, Rachel McAdams, who I believe is his paramour. Is Michael Sheen's uh, okay. paramour? Yes, and uh, and that Malick just sort of like brought him in. It was like, will you be in the movie? That doesn't surprise me at all. Because that is, and and Malik is sort of well known for doing this with with actors, just sort of like, come be in this movie, creating and, a part, and they all spot. go, yeah, great, I'm there, <laughs> sure, <laughs> yeah, like to, you know, that's why he's able. I mean, the Thin Red Line. Can you imagine? He probably just was like, hey, you know, c- come come here, yeah. Now now stand over there, you know. And yeah, that was exactly. And that movie got made. Yeah. How interesting. Um. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. And uh, we're a few weeks away from Kristen Stewart's Snow White and the Huntsman, or as it's affectionately referred to in the, I don't even know what you call it, not blogosphere, but just on the internet parlance, Swath. Swath, that's right. Swath. Swath is coming. Swath, Snow White and the And the studio is apparently pretty high on it. They're rushing a sequel into production in the fall, aren't they? Yeah. That's what I... With David Kep writing it, I think. Yeah, which means which means fast that track. Yeah, they're putting money David into Kep. it and hiring the guy who you usually hire at the end of the process to. Yeah, but a guy him. who famously, I think, when 
he was first recommended to Steven Spielberg for Jurassic Park. That's right. By maybe Robert Zemeckis, who had just worked with him on Death Becomes Her, maybe. I'm doing pretty well here for myself. Pretty, pretty um, yes. Zemeckis' endorsement of Kep, which is spelled K-O-E-P-P. K-O-E-P-P. Is, um, was not just the quality of his writing, but the speed with which he was able to deliver it. And so he's a he's a guy who is famously fast for the so-called on the hood of the car rewrites. And Jack, you are you are right. That stands up. It was Death Becomes Her right before uh, Jurassic Park. Yeah, on Jurassic Park, he replaced Amelia uh, Scotch Marmo. Yep. Yeah. What did he just get? Something big, right? The sequel to Snow White's and Snow White and the Huntsman. Is that what it is? Uh huh. Oh, okay. Which Universal wants to get into production pronto? Yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't hear anything about Snow White and the Huntsman when I was up in Vancouver. Nothing. Did it open? No, it opens in like three weeks. Oh, the okay. outdoor's just gone up. All right. On out there. here in Los Angeles. Yeah. You got Charlie's Theron in a milk bath. That's not bad, I guess. You like that? Yeah. yeah you it. like that? I, I told you I'm excited for this one, man. Not it mirror, like mirror. Lord, no, it looks like Lord of the Rings with like fucking Christian Stewart. I'll see. Exactly. Yeah, 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 I hear that that milk bath, is, they're bringing that back in the sequel in a big way. It's like half of it's in the milk bath. <laughs> the entire movie just takes place in the milk bath. Um, yeah, Mirror Mirror I could give a fuck about, but I'm actually... Mirror Mirror has in fact come and gone and sank and, without a And many fucks were given. Yeah. <laughs> what did it have, like three weeks in theaters or something? Uh, it, yeah. It fizzled. But and he I just got another like movie. I feel like Tarsum is... Did he? I believe so. That's like a miracle of agenting, if so, because this is the last two now. Immortals and then this... And before before that, the much admired the fall, the fall. Mm-hmm. that nonetheless cost a lot of money and made no money. And right? It took them six years and they shot it. It didn't cost that much. It cost like because uh, I watched it a few weeks ago with someone and they were like, "Be careful gonna, before you cite this figure, Matt Cohen, because up. we are in a, we are in a re- coming out of a recession." So, how it much is Matt Cohen's idea of dollars. not that much? See, Probably. I was going to say seventy or eighty. That's a but, for a movie shot over five years in like fifty different countries. Yeah, but that made no money. No, no, none. I think it made less than like half a million dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's crazy. Um, it's an it's a beautiful fucking film though. I actually really enjoy it. Yeah, people love it. I also like. Um, what do you think, Shia? But what's it take to get him to movie jail? The cell. <laughs> uh, the the fall. The fall. That's Here we go. One. Did David Kep write on Crystal Skull? Yes, he did. Oof. The fall made uh, $2,266,000 domestic, and it cost. Domestic, and half of that goes stays with the exhibitors. And it, So to worldwide, it made 3669 and the budge... Uh, that they're admitting to, which is never to is be ne- believed, It's not ever. even on Box Office Mojo, so I got to do a yeah. Google search. I think it was on the Wikipedia. Yeah. My, well. my point is, this guy has spent a lot of other people's money on the three movies that have not made a lot of money. And that usually, one, two, three, sends you to movie jail. He claims to have self-financed the fall. Okay, he's estimated, the budget's estimated at 30 million for the fall. There's no fucking way. way. There's no fucking, just travel alone. Like, it took them five fucking years. We got you, Tarsim. And we're coming for you, motherfucker. (laughs) Yeah, we got your number, man. (laughs) And we know you you better run, Tarsem. We know you have a last name, too, dude. Yeah. Don't front. Tarsem Singh. See, we all know. We know. Didn't he direct under (laughs) Tarsem Singh? We know, Tarsem. Fuck you. (laughs) 
<laughs> All right, I'm done. I'm looking up more Tarsum stuff. I think a pass. Well, that was episode 30. <laughs> Where are we, Cohen? We're at an hour, sir. We're at an hour. <laughs> Look at that shit. You only 30 shades it. of gray. 30 episodes full of shades gray. of gray. So much, so much gray. I, th- I think just looking back over these 30 episodes, I participated in nine of them. I regret everything. <laughs> I regret everything. It's well, just like the book. This is like, you know what I mean? Tons of bondage and leather and shit. Whips. Yeah, exactly. It's igniting housewives all over the country. Have you seen those news reports yet? No, they're literally igniting them we're, like Roman candles. Yeah, yeah. No, we're like uh, women are having sex for the first time in like decades because of this book. Really? I watched, it was like a, a 2020 report on, on uh, Fifty Shades of Grey or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, and there's that's like, like bullshit. And there's like women groups getting around the country forming where all the women like read the book and then talk about like how they had sex with their husband after. Well, I bet and- that is true. And guess what? Thanks to Team Jack member Liz Lemon Bennett, I just received my own personally, uh, my own copy personally signed to me by the author. Uh-oh. Of Fifty Shades of Grey? Uh-huh. Let's see what ignites huh. in the uh, Condon uh, Morrissey household. Yeah, maybe you'll have sex with a woman. <laughs> 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 Not likely. <laughs> Greg Yolen, you never know. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that sounded like a threat. <laughs> Kinsey. The aforementioned Kinsey, yeah. human sexuality is a continuum. Jack is sliding down that sliding Slide scale. Slide up and down that scale <laughs> Every over day, the course of your life, You just son. like nachos, nachos in football that much more, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> hey, come on in. The water's fine, man. Women, it's the only way to go. <laughs> Will Nixon, have you had a good time? I have. I have. Thanks for having me. We didn't have you in any sense of the word. Cohen's <laughs> just shaking his head. You're welcome, Will. You're um, You're welcome. Any will any parting thoughts? Uh, any parting thoughts? I look forward to future podcasts. Episodes, from Team of, yeah. The, Sincerely, Will Nixon. Sincerely, <laughs> at William C. Nixon, right? Yes. On Twitter at yahoo.com. Shit ragers say on YouTube. Co-directed by you and the other guy. Mostly me. Okay. Oh, <laughs> welcome to Hollywood. <laughs> Cohen, 30 episodes. Anything? I love it. 30 more, and then we're done. <laughs> what about 20 more? And we just call the last one 50 Shades of Grey and just end it. And, then, and we, we end it by you have sex with a woman live on the air. <laughs> okay. I, shit, Yolen. Look what happened. Did man. we just do that? 20 more weeks. We got to go. Yeah, yeah. 20 weeks, and then we no, get 20 Jack episodes. To have sex with <laughs> on 20 episodes. <laughs> um, we can bang out those episodes within the last. Shit, man. Let's fucking just get a couple hours strung together. We'll get a gal for you next week. <laughs> Matt knows people who knows people who knows people. <laughs> those people who have sex with you. All right, kids. Thanks for listening. Thanks to everybody. Thanks to all the girls on Team Jack. Happy and Mother's thanks Day. Thanks to Kevin Smith for starting all of this. And I guess that's what else do we have? Yeah, Happy Mother's Day, mother, mothers and motherfuckers, Which pretty and much children, children of mothers. And um, now, as soon as I say out, you're going to hear for the first time the uh, brand new Christopher Hogue composed closing uh, title music, which is it's it's its own thing. It's completely different from the opening title.
It's very exciting. Out.